awesome. Hello and welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. This week we will be talking about the very long, very interesting Pokemon Presents, Nintendo breaking a record, and a lot more. I am your host, Casey DeFridis, and this week I am joined by the bestest of Pokepals, Joshua Yell. Hi. Welcome. And Rebecca Valentine. Casey, Pokemon! I know, Pokemon! <laughs> yes. And David Walker. Welcome. Hello. Nice to be David, here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. David is now on our gameplay team and is a big fan of Nintendo Voice Chat and Pokemon, so we had to have, get him on this week. David, could you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Oh, yeah. A uh, long-time listener, first-time uh, commentator, I guess. Uh, I've been a Nintendo fan ever since I could hold a Game Boy Color uh, favorite Nintendo franchise, probably Super Mario, and then uh, Smash Main, Banjo-Kazooie. So, Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And before I I delegate her to the floor, this is Litten. She's my cat. She does not like being held very much, but she's very cute. Mm. All right, Litten, you're going to go on the floor now. (laughs) And anyway, let's talk about Pokemon. I mean, I'm sure we're all super excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about it. We saw so, so much. This is actually the longest Pokemon Presents or Pokemon Direct they have ever done, coming in at almost 28 minutes. I think it was like 27 minutes and like 50-something seconds or something like that. But we got a bunch of news. We got a brand new trailer for Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'm, I'm, I've am I'm uh, submitted to calling it what the Pokemon company wants us to call it instead of Arceus, which is what it should have been. But it's fine. I understand. It's Arceus now. <sighs> We've also got a new trailer for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And we also got more news for Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Masters, and Pokemon mix pokemon cafe mix now called pokemon cafe remix because it's being remixed but let's start off by talking about pokemon legends arceus joshua what was your favorite thing that you saw during that Basque trailer legion. yes, <laughs> yes I um, so cool. <laughs> that's the most metal pokemon name and backstory i've ever heard uh <laughs> it's like all, all the fish it swam upstream with that died it, their souls like empower it and it's like a ghost fish it's awesome and you can ride it around like a like a jet ski i love that but no 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 uh really what just got me excited was seeing the full breadth and scope of this game like this is like a you know, it's a Pokemon open world game, something I know a lot of us have wanted for a really long time. And I just love how they've really opened up the world and also the mechanics of how you encounter Pokemon. You just run up and if you want to catch them, you just throw a Pokeball. There's no like encounter screen that like slows things down. All those text prompts, prompts you know, running across the screen, all that's gone. And you, you can either, you know, catch Pokemon or just throw a Pokemon out and start battling them immediately. This really does feel like in a lot of ways, a dream come true. That I completely agree. And I got, I want to get to everyone's like favorite thing, but I still am having to hold back to the need to comment on everything. So Rebecca, <laughs> what was your favorite thing that you saw? Round Growlithe! Round and soft. <laughs> oh, and the big eyebrows. Oh, I love him. But I, I mean, yeah, like everything that Joshua said, I think uh, I really liked seeing the ride Pokemon actually. So the the part where the, the character like runs up, it, this very... 
I know I was like sort of scornful last time when everyone's like, oh, it looks like Breath of the Wild. And I was like, you just think it looks like Breath of the Wild because it has tall grass. But okay, yeah, there's like Breath of the Wild elements in here, whatever, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll eat crow on that one. But when they ran up to the side of the cliff, jumped off the cliff and then came up like grabbing the ride Pokemon and like flying that way. Oh, that was so cool. And then riding Basculegion through the water and riding the new, po- the other new Pokemon weird deer, like the little deer thing, like on horseback, basically. Oh, I love that. I love being able to move and uh, just uh, the scope of it seems so, so cool. And I know, I know people are kind of down still on the visuals and some other things like that, but it just, it looks fun. It looks very fun to experience and to exist in this world. And I am very excited for that. David, what was your favorite thing you saw during the Pokemon Legends Arceus presentation? Yes. That is <laughs> everything. <laughs> uh, but if I had to like narrow it down, I'd probably have to say um, actually catching Pokemon has a contextual like thing. Because it always used to be so weird. Like everyone said in multiple generations, like, oh, the, the professor who's seen every Pokemon wants you to fill this Pokedex that has no data. Why? Huh? But now it's like, no, you, we need you to make this dex. We have nothing. We don't even know that Wormpool evolved. That's how bad it is. So <laughs> I am, um, yeah. I'm really excited to actually just go up and just start throwing Pokeballs and catching all sorts of stuff. And um, like Josh said, how there's no break in anything. You just run up and throw the ball and that's it. I love that. It's so great. Yeah, they did mention specifically. So you don't even have to initiate a Pokemon battle if you don't want. They showed in this trailer running away from Pokemon and dodging them and actually getting hurt by Pokemon attacks, like your own trainer. And you can lose enough HP to have to go back to camp and faint, which I think is a really interesting new mechanic. But you can start the battle by throwing the Pokeball. And they said specifically it's a seamless transition. It doesn't go into a new screen. It's just you throw the Pokeball and then you start that turn-based battle. And I think that's a really interesting mechanic. But David, what you said about the how you're actually filling out your Pokedex. We finally learned what the main gameplay loop is going to be here. And it makes me, reading about this gameplay loop makes me think it's not necessarily completely open world how we're expecting, uh, maybe on a smaller scale. But basically the gameplay loop is like you are part of the Gosh, what is it called? The Galaxy Expedition Team, specifically their Survey Corps. And it is your job to create the Pokedex for the first time, as David said, which is really interesting. You really don't know anything. So you don't know that you could get, if a Drifloon comes along, you could be carried away and die. You've got to figure it out yourself in this game. (laughs) Things like that. But you go out to do this and as you're out catching Pokemon, you will then get research tasks. So it'll be things like, oh, you caught your first Shinx. Uh, how many times to- now, if you see it use bite five times, you will complete a task. And if you have caught five of them, you'll complete a task. So you're completing additional research tasks to learn more about these Pokemon. And by doing this, you will raise in the ranks in the survey core to unlock more areas, which makes me think it is not a totally seamless open world but maybe more segmented open world areas kind of more so like how monster hunter stories is for example or uh maybe monster hunter but on a bigger scale but that is just a guess yeah i think it, I think it makes sense and it also i mean it kind of it kind of would follow the the very Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon games tend to be pretty linear depending on which game you're looking at, but a lot of them 
are at least sort of open in some ways, but you're blocked off by, depending on what game it was, like what HM you have or, or you know, someone standing in the way. And I think it's going to be harder to put people standing in the way in this game. But, I mean, just looking at this, uh, like Basque Legion writing on that, I'm sure that's not going to be open from the very, very beginning. And so, you know, there might be stuff that's like blocked off by water or there might be areas you can't access for whatever reason. So I, I think that makes sense, sort of a, a mix of open world, but also a little bit of progression. I'm sure it's yeah. not going to be Breath of the Wild. You can just run and beat Ganon in, you know, an hour. <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. <laughs> could, could you imagine, in looking at this gameplay, uh, just one tree being in your way that you just can't get around? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. One, one rock, you know? <laughs> or even um, since there's actually Pokemon running around in the overworld, they could actually level off areas where it's, like, just a whole bunch of Ursa Ring in one, like, open valley that are, like, level 80, and you're, like, level 50, and you're like, I can't do this right now. I gotta go. <laughs> I well, it's, love... it's funny that you mentioned that, because there are, like, dangerous Pokemon in this world. It looked like some sort of event yeah, like was happening. Pokemon that, yeah. yeah, that made them go into rage mode. But mm-hmm. adding that sense of danger, that's new to Pokemon. That's really interesting, right? That you might want to, you know, steer clear of a giant bear Pokemon or yeah, like a Luxray or whatever, because they will chase you down and, and murder you. So th- in, in, in our research, we're going to be the first people to find out which Pokemon are deadly to humans. Sword and Shield played with that a little bit, but I, I feel like it ended up being very disappointing. In the wild area, you know, you could see like very early on, you walk out there and there's this, like a Snorlax walking around and it's super high level and really hard to defeat. But I, I think they kind of muted that by making it impossible to catch. Like like actually impossible, not just very, very hard yeah. to do. Like like they just won't let you do it if you're not a certain level. And I, it was like a taunt. Yeah. It, it was I thought that was really disappointing because I think I think there is an element of it'd be really cool if you could deliberately seek out just those absurd cha- challenges and try to find ways to get around them earlier than you're supposed to. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's fun. That's fun video gaming folks. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to make this comparison, but in monster hunter stories too, <laughs> they have these <laughs> things called Royal monsters that are, there are just a couple of them, but they're extremely powerful. They are way stronger than what you should be able to comfortably fight in the areas in which you encounter them. But if you do, you have the chance to, get an egg from it so like that's the kind of challenge except in monster stories 2 they're just sleeping and will not actively attack you unless you do it first but Mm -hmm. i would really like for them to implement something that does have that reward in conjunction with the risk and maybe they have some purpose like you mentioned like blocking off an area like maybe the areas will be more regulated by levels instead of just physical blockades but the fact that you have to unlock the areas kind of makes me think that that might not be the only case but i did i have so many things i want to talk about this game so one of the things that miranda mentioned is like is this going to be a more difficult pokemon game and the reason that we mentioned that is because you know it is more open there are more specific challenges and there are it's the battle system is a little bit more intricate as well we got to see a little bit more uh, new gameplay mechanics like so every time that you choose one of the four moves of your pokemon you can choose to do it Strong style or a uh, agile? Is it speed style or agility style? Jeez. Ad- agile, I think. Agile, style, I think. Yeah. Agile style, uh, which changes. So agile style, it will attack faster, but will be weaker and stronger. It will be stronger, but it. Well, there it is. Yeah, strong style and agile style. It'll be stronger, but it will attack slower. And it's not the same as the turn-based Pokemon we're used to. If the Pokemon speed stat really is that much. Str- 
like more powerful than you and it is using speed style attacks, chances are it will be able to get two attacks off before you are able to attack once. So there is a little bit more variance there that will make things a little bit more difficult. And then also the fact that you have to worry about your trainer fainting. What do you think? Will, they, will Pokemon Company actually make a Pokemon game that is a little bit more difficult? Yeah. I think, yeah. This I think this is the Pokemon game that people that have been with the series since the beginning have been waiting for because uh, the discussion started popping up for a while where it's like it seems like they're just copy and pasting games or it seems like they're not using all of their elements to their full potential. But it seems like also recently, since even like Let's Go, uh, Pikachu and Eevee, Every since every single game has happened, they've kind of built on elements of past games into the newer ones and expanded on them. So we have the wild area in Pokemon Sword and Shield, where we're just like, it seems like this is an open area, which is cool because it's new. But there's also like, it seems like there's something more that could be here. Now they're like, okay, here's a whole open world, whole open area. And you can actually cart in this area. You can <laughs> actually like pass out from Pokemon actually fighting you now. So um yeah, I think this is for sure like what we've been waiting for. And also it does look like it's a lot more difficult because of the fact that you can't actually like lose your life and pass out. I think it's a complicated <laughs> question, right? Like uh, the, the turn-based Pokemon games, like the difficulty question, they are very easy to complete. And they, especially, especially in recent years, the original ones were, I think, far more difficult, but, but the, the more recent ones, they've put a lot of, uh, a lot more options uh, with, you know, how EXP works and how various other mechanics work to basically make it so that kids can play them, right? Kids mm -hmm. who don't really, kids can, I, I mean, I, I'm not a competitive, serious Pokemon player. I will just put like, hydro pump and surf and ice beam on a blastoise and just run over everybody <laughs> i don't care like i i don't need strategy i don't need to sleep powder or i i don't need to know what uh, toxic spikes do who cares no sad adjustment moves only attacks. no same, literally same. who cares i don't need to do that to beat the game i'm just here to play pokemon and catch pokemon and enjoy myself but that said turn-based pokemon has historically had a very deep and interesting and challenging uh competitive element to it right like the games are difficult if you are willing to go that extra go into that extra layer to play competitively mm -hmm. so i i don't think we're going to lose that i mean i don't i don't actually know if this is going to end up being the kind of game where you can take pokemon out of it and throw them into competitive scene uh, i i have no idea if that's going to be a thing i do think this is going to be a more challenging game to complete though uh not not probably for any of the four of us but i think it's going to be the harder to hand off to your kids uh, it's it's going to be harder to sort of just mash your way through with whatever Pokemon you happen to run into in the first five minutes. Uh, but I don't I don't think it's going to be meaningfully more challenging to people with strong gaming skill sets, if that makes sense. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely agree. And to, on the, to be different, but not yeah yeah. And on the topic of difficulty in Pokemon, I know one of the things that have, has made it easier in the last couple of years is, of course, the XP share. But really, that just cuts down on the amount of grinding you need to do. And you can cons I consider grinding like an artificial difficulty. Like anyone can do it if you just put in the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but and they also have it so that you see what moves are super effective against your opponent Pokemon. But you have to consider uh, now actually with this release of this trailer, there are now confirmed 900 Pokemon and to expect a kid who's just started playing to memorize the strengths at like to memorize the types of every single Pokemon and strengths and weaknesses, I think is a little unfair when we got to you know, grow up and learn gradually over the years to like memorize all yeah. of these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tried but, to play. What was the? Gosh, help me here. What was the game that came out recently that everyone was lauding as 
a like harder Pokemon or better Pokemon on PC. Oh, Temtem. Temtem, right? Like I yeah. tried to play Temtem and I, I had that, I experienced that firsthand. I couldn't keep straight any yeah. of the types of the weaknesses. I had no idea. How is anyone who is supposed to be coming into Pokemon for the first time able to figure any of this stuff out without help? No, I had I had the same exact experience with Temtem. I was like, oh, like this is why Pokemon is difficult for children who have never played a Pokemon game. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Pokemon's pretty easy for, it is. for kids. It is, you know. Uh, easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say that I uh, have not felt challenged by a Pokemon game since I think Gen Five, which was black and white. Ever since they went, you know, three D X and Y, Sun and Moon, Sword and Shield. Those have all just the games have felt like pushovers, right? I don't remember the last time I even did lost you? a battle, and I'm not a pro battler in any way. What were you going to say, Casey? Did you play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? Yes. So I found Ultra Necrozma specifically. That was the last time I felt challenged in a Pokemon game. Okay, but, but no, that's a good. point. It was just that, that like, one single encounter. Yeah. It's rare to feel challenged <laughs> at all in these games because I, f- I feel like they do want to make them a little more accessible Yeah, to kids like we're talking about, to anyone of all ages. They want to be, make it to be a very accessible, casual game. I do hope that this is a step in the more difficult direction. I would actually love if they just had difficulty settings. Like, do you want it mm-hmm. easy, medium, or hard? That would be great because I have been craving you know, yeah, like a challenge in the Pokemon world. I've had yeah. like decades of Pokemon knowledge in my brain. Let me put it to use. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't want it to feel... To do that. I don't want it to feel insurmountable, but there's a reason why Whitney's mill tank is a giant joke. I mean, well, there's <laughs> multiple reasons, but like the main reason is because it's very, very difficult. You show up in this pretty pink, fluffy gym and think, oh, this is going to be nothing. And then Whitney's mill tank rolls you over <laughs> and it's, it's it's a nightmare and there's there's other fights too red on mount silver but those are all from the older games and mm-hmm. we don't we, we don't have those same yeah shared experiences of difficulty anymore and i i would like to walk out of a battle uh, with you know good epic music and a big powerful thing making pokemon loud noises at me and i would like to feel that i completed something genuinely epic yeah that's why i also think pokemon. this game is going to be a big deal because they're changing up the battle system whereas like the different styles and stuff so now pretty much everyone's on the same playing field where like we don't know how this works that well um like some Pokemon could take two turns, some could probably take three on you if you're not careful. Uh, so yeah, I think even like even the most basic battles can end up being like a lot more difficult than we're used to. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how that's gonna be like a curveball for everybody. I also wanted to mention that the there are a difference between aggressive and non-aggressive Pokemon in this game. It seems it seems like Bidoof will come up to you and be like, "Oh, hi, hello. Mm-hmm. Would you like to capture me? Because I'm down for that." Baby. Starly will run away, and then we have aggressive Pokemon like Alexio, who will just start attacking you, just defending on the Pokemon. I really like how they do that little personality changes, and it also looks from. I'm, I'm hoping that this is true for everything, but we got that little panning shot of like there's a Luxray and an Ursaring and a, a, I think there's a Gyarados in that shot as well. But they're all like sitting down and stuff, so it also seems like they've added a little bit of additional animations to all of the the Pokemon models in here, which brings me to how many Pokemon do you think will be in this game? So far, if we consider all of the evolutions of Pokemon that have been shown, I think there are 162 that should be in this game that were shown so far. Do you think we'll have more? 
We'll definitely have more. I mean, there's surely Pokemon they have not shown yet. Yeah. Uh, I Do I think there will be a lot of brand new Pokemon? I do not think there will be tons. I think we'll probably see new forms that we have not seen yet. I think we might see some new evolutions. Like Weirdeer is an evolution of Stantler that's new. Mm-hmm. Uh, so And... Uh, Basculesian as well. So I think I think we'll see new forms and new evolutions. I think brand new Pokemon that are not either based that are not based off or evolving from existing Pokemon. I I wouldn't be surprised if they did some, but I don't think they'll like maybe a legendary or two. I don't think they'll do a lot. And the reason why is they ha- one they haven't shown any yet, like absolutely zero. Uh, and two, they didn't bring in any new starters, and they love to bring in new starters. Ooh. So, uh, so yeah, I am surprised. We haven't seen Pikachu yet, right? We have. We saw a Pikachu. Yeah, in did we see a Pikachu? Scene, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we're watching it right now, so I'll, I'm sure we'll <laughs> see it. But, but yeah, like I, I don't think we'll get. I don't. This is not. I don't think this is going to be a thing where they bring in. Oh, here's a hundred new Pokemon. I, I don't think that's what we're getting. And I also don't think we're going to get every single one of the nine hundred up to this point. By any means, we will not get that. Can't and have a complete I, decks because the decks ain't even there. <laughs> no, I think people should curb oh, their God, expectations mm-hmm. on that. Just, just it's, it's fine. However many, however many we get, it's fine. I'm gonna make a prediction uh, that would be very cool because we're because we got such a wild card mix of starters. Uh, I think their final forms are gonna be different. I think their Ooh. final forms will be different. Cause it's yeah. like, cause it's like, it's in the past. We already see like different versions of like Growlithe and Stantler and all them. It's like, okay, then what makes it where mm. like Rowlet and Cyndaquil and Oshawott's final forms might not be different. So that'd be actually pretty cool. I think that's a great theory. Mm-hmm. That would be good. really cool. We haven't seen any of their final evolutions. That's a really good yeah, point. Just Hisuian, Hisuian versions of them. God, saying that, saying that out loud kind of <laughs> me up. Hisuian? Like it's it's the Hisui region, which is what Sinnoh used to be called back in the yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Which also, because at first I was like, did I misremember the first trailer? Because I could have sworn they were calling the Sinnoh. So when they were calling this Hisui, I was like, oh my god, what's wrong yeah, with me now? It's just it's just what uh, Sinnoh used to be called. <laughs> well, now I uh, lost my train of thought commenting on that. What were we talking about? Uh, new poke, new Pokemon. New- the new Pokemon. Oh, right. All right. I, oh, I remember now. Okay. I'm actually hoping that it is not a super bloated roster for really just one re- one reason. So I'm hoping it's not so many Pokemon that they struggle to fit them all into the environments they created. Because I think that will cause the appearance rates to be kind of similar to what they had to be in the wild area. Where they were just like popping in randomly to accommodate all the different types of Pokemon that could appear there. I kind mm-hmm. of hope that the environments are pre-populated. Like, in this area, you'll find Ponyta because this is their habitat and that mm-hmm. is where they live. And just like maybe have a slight rotation of who appears where or what. Or maybe they'll have migrations kind of similar. I think they had that in Pokemon Gold and Silver that if some, there's occasionally outbreaks of certain Pokemon in certain areas. But I hope that they really look like they are living and breathing in that spot where they don't just like pop in into existence, but they are there, you know? Yeah. This might end up being like almost a hybrid game too, in a way, because I, the way we're talking about, because you're gonna end up doing like surveillance and seeing these Pokemon living. I think there might there also might be a camera feature, so we might get some Pokemon Snap elements in this too. That would be really cool. That'd be really dope. I would just like, like to it, just just see them chilling and see like different animations and stuff or something. Yeah. Like an ancient 
camera because this is it has yeah. the aesthetic oh, yeah, that's of right. like feudal Japan, you know. So um, I'm not sure how they. Well, they can make a camera. Sure, why not? <laughs> on the, on the screen, it almost looked like there was like a phone icon of some sort. So oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I do oh, love I like the rudimentary technology, even like the Pokeball. Instead of the sparks that come out in our like standard modern version, a like a little firework comes out, mm-hmm. a little sparkler. <laughs> yeah, it's really I cute. love that. I love that so much. I that's one thing we haven't talked about. It's just like the vibe of this game is like I so really like cool. it a lot. It does mm-hmm. look really cool. Well, I take that back. Up close, it does look pretty. Um, rough <laughs> yeah uh um i, I did want to talk about that as well about that yeah um but when they pull back and you can really see like the the vistas and and there's that beautiful moonlight shot with the clefairies you know in the mm, forefront yeah. i think it looks really great really beautiful but yeah kind of up close maybe doesn't look so great it's already looking I'm a lot just... better than it did the first time we saw it so by january it'll look it'll look yeah it'll look real good that's true i, I just mean, stopped i just what? stopped expecting pokemon games to since since we have moved, since we have moved out of the handheld, like the style that Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are going to be in the kind of top down, more Game Boy DS handheld style game. Since we have mm-hmm. moved out of that, I have just stopped expecting Pokemon games to look incredible. I think there are multiple reasons for that. I think the Switch hardware is probably not the ideal place for a absolutely pristine, beautiful game. I think there are games that do look like that, but also I think between deadlines imposed on Game Freak and, you know, whatever whatever it is that their studio does, like I I just quit expecting it. And I think curbing my expectations like that, I don't, I don't care what it looks like. I just I just want to have fun. And I, I, do, I would like it to run better than Sword and Shield did in the wild areas because when you turned online in Sword and Shield in the wild oh, areas, that there, was was some, broken. there was some real interesting stuff. I would rather it look a little, like, I don't know, not amazing and mm-hmm. have it run really well and not have people on bicycles flying through the air past me uh, <laughs> then you know then have it look extra nice and have everything just all over the place and, and weird and kind of case of what you were talking about earlier just just a gajillion pokemon popping out of nowhere yeah it, sp- spare me that i don't i don't care if the textures are yeah. fine and also since we're on a timeline now where we're just like switch pro who knows uh oled boys all the way down so uh it's just like we just gotta accept that yeah switch switch can handle it they can make it work to the best of their ability so (laughs) yeah i'm gonna agree with um rev as well like i i am not like graphics are not the main reason i play games like i really as long as it runs okay and doesn't crash and it's not broken like i am fine with it as long as the gameplay is really engaging and good uh as relevant like slay the spire is one of my favorite games the graphics are not really like they're <laughs> they're fine they're not great they uh show what you need to see um and that has always been kind of like my idea about games and as long as it runs well i think it's fine i'm not giving them a pass for not making it look like breath of the wild but like the Pokemon company and Game Freak is not Nintendo. Like Nintendo is not making this game. Game Freak is. Right. Nintendo is publishing exactly. it. Um, they're totally different teams. And also with Breath of the Wild, they also like they I, Monolith Soft helped develop that game, so they had outside uh, help as well. And I don't believe for uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, I almost said it again. I'm sorry, Pokemon Company. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they they are not working with anyone outside, so they are inexperienced. And again, not a pass. Like they, they it could be better. But 
I'm okay with it not being. I think it looks fine. I think it looks acceptable as long as the frame rate is okay. Like, is as good. My Man, my, like, expectations are kind of low. I'm like, I was going to say, like, as long as it runs as good as Monster Hunter Stories 2, I'll be fine with it. But Monster Hunter Stories 2, like, ran, like, really bad on the Switch. Like, it's frame rate drops for a lot. Like, not great. Yeah. I don't want actually, that, though. I don't want a yeah. bunch of frame rate drops. Yeah, I, just, I don't want that. I just and don't need also, the textures to look amazing. Also, the frame rate actually has to be good in this game because there are action elements. So it has to be good yeah. or else it will be unplayable. So the frame rate is much more important than the rest of the game looking pretty. Yeah. It's hard, right? I <laughs> Yeah. I... I don't. I, I think it must be very, very challenging to be a studio that has made this incredibly successful franchise of top-down monster-collecting RPGs that are beloved all around the world and known all over the world, and then reach a point where so, you're, you're told internally before it's ever announced that it, it is going to be inevitable that the people who have made the systems that you have always made this very specific st- style of game on are no longer going to make that kind of system anymore. And they are making Mm -hmm. a hybrid. It is a handheld thing, but it is also a console. And so the thing you now have to do is learn how to make console games. And you are not, you've never really done anything like that. Not, Mm -hmm. not for, certainly not for the series that has become this popular because it had a very specific style and they've, they've tried. And I, I don't know all, I, I have theories. I don't know all of the politics that go on in the very complex relationship between Game Freak creatures, the Pokemon company, and That's Nintendo. Basically, this this weird complex group of people who all have some sort of buy-in on the Pokemon intellectual property and what anybody is allowed to do with it. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I think many people have suspicions that Game Freak, for whatever reason, is you know has pressures on them to make certain kinds of things in certain kinds of ways. And it makes it a challenge. And I, I think looking at this, it, it looks more experimental. It looks different. I am, we'll get to Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl here in a minute, I'm sure. But I am delighted that they were able to hand off that remake in that old style to another studio so that they could take a little more time to make something that was different. And hopefully, fingers crossed, really hoping just just fun and functional and and different and i i would just i would love to see them figure out what it means to make a really good and interesting pokemon game in 2021 when you're making it on the switch i, I don't think they've quite sword and shield was good the dlc was better i don't think they've quite figured out what that is for them yet and i am i want them to figure it out and embrace it and have it be really good i want this for them <laughs> I love Pokemon. <laughs> Do you guys think they will take the <laughs> elements from Legends Arceus and bring them over to the the mainline games? Because what also oh, one of the things that we did not mention, and so we still have not seen any trainer battles in Legends Arceus, and it is not common for there to be like quote Pokemon trainers in this time. People are still learning about Pokemon. They have not mastered the coexistence with Pokemon that they kind of have in the future that we are used to but there will be trading at trading posts between other people but that's basically all we know about multiplayer but anyway do you think they'll take any of these mechanics and bring them over to the core uh gym battle experience that we are used to they have got to you can't do this and not go and and just go back they've been going forward and progressing in their own way like i said since this new generation of games have started since the switch came out um so I think that they actually could end up taking this 
version of like third person or like a action RPG elements and kind of like bring that into the mainline uh, Pokemon series. Cause I think with this, they're also trying to like, who knows? Like we don't even know canonically what the Pokemon world looks like, but if they wanted to even expand it from like one region, maybe we're getting closer to that. Like, Massive open whole world Pokemon game or something. No, like we've been wanting this. Whole time. <laughs> no, <laughs> like we, we could be getting there slowly but surely. So, um, I but I do see them using this third person action RPG uh, elements and stuff in future games. They can't go back. They can't go back. <laughs> Hot yeah, take. I, I oh, yeah, go ahead, Josh. I just talked for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I really want the speed of the gameplay. Um, to be brought over to the main core series. Like I said at the top of the show, the fact that you can just run up to a Pokemon and engage with it without having to do that little like cutscene, I love that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of that. And so I, I hope the things that sort of make the, the Pokemon experience more seamless and fun and exciting and, and you know, keep it, keep it moving, I, I hope those elements are brought over to the core series for sure. All right, okay, I now do hot have- take. Nope. Okay, yeah, hot take. Go for it. No, okay, really short. My hot take is that kind of related to what I was saying earlier. I hope I hope Brilliant Diamond and Shining, Shining Pearl is also really good. I hope we start to redefine what a core Pokemon game is. You know what? If we never go back to the big mainline games being, okay, let's go beat eight gems and an elite four and a champion, honestly, fine. Let's redefine what that means and yeah. redefine what it is that Game Freak is making. And then, sure, if... If uh, ILCA or Ilka, however you say that, does a really good job with this, I don't know, outsource them some more little top-down traditional 8-gym, whether it's a remake or a new Pokemon game, but in that that very specific style, right? Like that old-school style, turn-based, straightforward, none of this other nonsense. Let them keep making those so that the people who love those still have those, and then let Game Freak redefine what they want to do. I would love it if we did that. I I don't think we need to keep trying to just change the features to make the eight gym thing work. Yeah, I agree with that in a way. Because um, even like, I've always said the Pokemon anime has been ahead of the games for years. And with Pokemon Journeys being the current anime season (laughs) where it's like, Ash isn't even doing just straight gyms anymore. He's like, we're in the world. Let's just go. uh, Go as like, I want to catch Pokemon. He's like, okay, that's what you can do. I want to fight trainers and do gyms in my own order. And all that type of stuff. Like, I just want to poke. I would love a Pokemon game where it's like you are a Pokemon trainer. You could be a breeder. You could be contests. You could do. You could just fill up the decks, or you can just run around and do whatever, and that'd be totally fine with me. Um, but yeah, redefining what a Pokemon game is from its core, uh, like Reb said, would be really cool. I'm w- I'm just waiting for us to get there, and it seems yeah. like we are. Like I said, slowly but surely, with all these new experimental things they're doing. I, Joshua, do you, what do you think? I mean, uh, sure. Yeah. No, I do think it would be great for them to sort of crack the mold and break the mold a little bit. I do think the core series will always be Pokemon with that same formula every single time. But I think they as a company are fine with that because that works for them. And then it's these spinoffs where they can play, you know, and do other different things. You can make cakes, you know, <laughs> with your Pokemon. You can do whatever you want. Um, and then they, yeah, can take the best ideas and bring them back to the core series if they want to. But that remains to be seen if they'll actually do that. Yeah, I don't I don't think they'll ever go away from the, the core formula, as Joshua said, because the the sales 
they won't do that until the sales suffer. And so far, the sales have not suffered. Yeah. Period. So that's that's what they will assume will be going off of. But I'm really glad that they are experimenting with other formulas and we are getting uh, Legends Arceus. And the fact that it's Pokemon Legends colon Arceus makes me believe that they will they plan to do more of these. <laughs> so I hope so. I hope they are able to do a sequel that is will be even better than the one that we are getting. I'm getting ahead of myself though. Yeah. Well, we, I, all, I, we all did say that with Pokemon Let's Go and we haven't gotten another <laughs> Let's Go yet despite all the Johto fans like myself crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. But but maybe mm-hmm. we might we might still it's not that old a game. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we get. Maybe they're just throwing out a bunch of different spinoffs and seeing what sticks, and then we'll continue making it two at a time. And honestly, Pokemon, I would prefer for them to do that with Pokemon Legends Arceus than with Let's Go uh, Pikachu and Eevee because I think the the whole all the gameplay mechanics there were a little bit too similar to the regular game minus the catching mechanic. Did you just tell me I fine. can't have my Johto game? I'm sorry. <laughs> I All guess right, I Casey. said I All don't right. care if there's never a let's, another let's go is what I just said. That is my hot take for the for the day. Whatever, Casey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Repaint we did just get or we are getting uh, later this year. Pokemon yeah. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And we did see a lot more of that. David, I know you said that you were specifically really excited for this one because Pokemon Diamond and Pearl was the first Pokemon game you completed. Yeah. Uh, so Pokemon background on me. Uh, yeah, Diamond and Pearl was the first Pokemon game I actually finished. The only Pokemon... Okay, oh, people are going to hate this. So let me go over <laughs> the Pokemon games I've actually played, right? Uh, Blue, Fire Red, Diamond, Sun, Sword. David, this That's is a fine. lot of games. This is perfectly yes. fine. Yeah. I d- yeah, so those are the only ones that... But I never... No, he's not uh, a true fan. He's not a true fan. Get me out of here. But, um, but yeah, Diamond and Pearl are the ones that for sure uh, are special to me, like Empoleon all day. But going back at, like, looking at how they're remaking this and just making it look so great, I forgot how much stuff was in that game specifically. Like the contests, the dungeons. Um, like The, the underground. Ca- like, for- yeah, the underground. Mm. And then the... Um, the stickers on the balls, like that was that like for the extra flair when your Pokemon comes out, like that was so awesome. And now they're adding all the extra stuff where you can, uh, from current day where you can customize how your trainer looks, like all that type of stuff is is so good. Now I actually remember what the story was because I, I don't remember what the story of Diamond was at all. Like Team Galactic, I I don't know, couldn't ask me, I, couldn't tell you. Joshua, mm-hmm. no, I mean it's Team Galactic just trying to get the legendaries. What more do you want? Like, <laughs> yeah, TLDR, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember really liking Cyrus. It's Cyrus in this, right? Like he's the main villain. That's these games. Hmm. Uh, I remember really liking him and thinking he was a well-written villain, but I could not at this time tell you why. I I don't remember. I no. like everything. I I've realized. With remakes coming out, but like, oh yeah, Diamond and Pearl, I really like those games. And now I'm just like, I don't remember anything about them. I put definitely at least a hundred hours into these into these games, and like, I don't remember. I, remember I the watched vibes, not the details. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> the vibes. I I remember the Pokemon. I watched the entire season of anime when that was coming out. Mm-hmm. I and my memory is just gone. What is happening to me? Well, it's it's normal, <laughs> right? Because these were the Pokemon games that you have played the least recently, presumably, right? Because they have come up with remakes of the first three mm-hmm. gens, and so they're back and fresh in your memory again. So now these are technically the oldest ones in your brain that you have the least awareness of. Thank you for explaining that to me, Reb. I feel a lot better now. <laughs> like I've been at Kanto like five different occasions, but I haven't been to this place since I played it back in 
When, when, when did this come out? 2000, oh, God. 2000 what? Oh, I, was in, I think I was in elementary school, middle school, something oh, like that. Oh, God. I'm gonna it's look been it. a while. I think it was 2006, but... Over 15 years. It was 2006. It was 2006. I was 15. Mm, Okay. Oh, hey, me too. Hey, cool. Yeah, (laughs) you know it's funny. I when when Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire were announced, I looked at that and I thought, huh, I didn't really like Hoenn. I didn't really like Gen Three. So, I mean, I guess I'll play these, whatever. And then I played them, and it brought back all these memories. And I realized, wait, I actually loved gen 3 i spent so much time in secret bases and and running around and listening to trumpets this is great <laughs> and i had so much fun and i loved those remakes and it gave me a greater appreciation for that time of my life and now as since then before this was announced i thought okay well gen 4 is my least favorite i didn't really care for that i don't remember anything about it whatever there were there's a cowboy town i think whatever who cares uh and so seeing these i they look really nice to me and I'm really excited to play another, like I said, another top down, very strictly turn-based uh, RPG catch Pokemon like normal game. And I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if it's going to make me excited and love gen four in a way that I have not appreciated for years. Um, did- real quick. Uh, yeah. The plot of this game is that team Galactic wants to use Pokemon to create a new universe. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, stop oh, right there. That's as great. their name have... would imply. Yeah, and so the legendaries being, you know, time and space, I think mm-hmm. that makes sense, you know. Sure. Go that route. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little That's a little much, guys. Like, come on. Okay, I'm just, they're I'm all just a kid. No, no, I mean, like, I'm talking about Team Galactic. It's like, why? Like, why like, would you do Ruby that? Ruby and Sapphire, they wanted to get rid of the ocean or the land. What? God, these guys are crazy. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. Meanwhile, the original okay. games were about taking down a crime syndicate. How far we've come. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they had to escalate it somehow. <laughs> somehow. Jeez. But we did get to see some uh, new features that are being added to it. So it will be... They said it's going to be a faithful remake, but there are some new new things. So you're going to have the... Um, gosh, whoops, I... The secret, we'll have secret bases and we'll be able to de- decorate your secret bases. And there is a new feature called Pokemon Hideaways and the Pokemon and environments that populate there will change based on how you decorate your secret base, which will be interesting. And I'm curious to see if this will be something like you can make and other people can visit, like people can mm. visit your Pokemon Hideaways. Love that. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, there's another, I can't remember which game it was, but they had something similar where you, you had your own personal safaris, but that was based on your like trainer ID and then randomly generated. So people would have different kinds of safaris with different Pokemon that would populate there, mm. visit them. I can't remember which game that was. that was. Either. I'm sorry, but it existed. I promise it was a feature in a Pokemon game. <laughs> was it maybe like black and white maybe? Yeah, it might, it might have been black and white Ugh. or X and Y. I don't remember. If they brought it's back uh, where you could play the underground multiplayer, I could see this also. This might not happen, but it would be cool if they took this as an opportunity to kind of bring back raid battles in a way, or just like co-op battles where there's like special strong Pokemon in the underground. In the underground, and uh, you could like group up with a friend and fight those Pokemon together or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I there are a lot of things that they could do here, and I did also want to mention I did see a Munchlax in one of those Pokemon hideaways. And I just remember, I don't remember the exact method to get the Munchlax. I just remember it being like a giant pain in the butt that required waiting many, many real world hours. Mm-hmm. And now you don't have to do that in this game. So that's cool. And the Munchlax <laughs> can follow you around once you have it. 
another feature that I'm really I glad they it. brought back. Well, cute. Brought back. But yeah, cute. it's very cute. It's this watching this trailer actually made me want to start a Nuzlocke run with the original uh, Platinum just to kind of remind myself of the game, but we'll see if I actually do that or not. Also, some other news that we learned about Burning Diamond and Shining Pearl. There is going to be a Dialga and Palkia Switch Lite, which will release on November 5th. It matches the same aesthetic and design as the special DS that came out for the original launch as well. It's dark metallic gray with gold and silver designs on the back. And also, if you purchase this game and unlock Mr. Gifts before February 21st, you'll get a free Manaphy egg, which is a mythical Pokemon. I love so- Manaphy. It was like <laughs> one of my favorite mythicals back in the day. Really? Mm-hmm. I love. I just love the design. It's just like a little cute, cute little, uh, little blue guy with the uh, red ruby on his head. Um, so cute. I will. I will never forgive Manaphy after how much of a pain it was to photograph in uh, Pokemon. So, <laughs> I knew that's where you were going with that. Yeah. I'll never forgive it ever again. So, if you have not taken a photo of a Manaphy in Pokemon Snap yet, check out Casey's guide. It was really annoying. <laughs> Thumbs up. Has to do with Lapras for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, that's basically what we learned with Pokemon about Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And I'm sure we'll get some more actual gameplay and to see more about how the multiplayer um, aspects work in the coming future. Because this game is just around the corner, coming out the end of November, just in time for the Thanksgiving holiday for us to ignore our families and play Pokemon like I always do. So Nintendo's actually kind of wild how they just like have the audacity to announce, hey, we got a new version of the Switch Lite coming out a month after the Switch OLED. So, you know, have as many Switches in your house as you want. We don't care. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, guys. Just, just, just to get a new one. I was a little one. disappointed. I thought I didn't like the Switch Lite very much. Mm-hmm. I, no. I think it's not. Like in general? Like, yeah, like or the, the, this design. The oh, yeah, yeah. Switch Lite specifically. I thought it was kind of disappointing, right? Like, oh boy, like another gray sword and shield one. Another gray thing, right? I, yeah. When they, when they said the words "special," however they phrased it, they announced there was said there was going to be a special Switch Lite, and my brain immediately conjured these images of two different colors, like a like a pinky pearl one in the in the style of pearl, and then a, a blue clean. like a blue diamond one, like really nice. I was like, oh, that sounds great. And then it's gray, and it has a drawing on the back. Great. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like the basics, right? Like, that's just the basis of special edition switches is just having a design on the back. Bring back it's translucent Game Boy Color. Oh, I would love Boy that. Design. Do that. Do Let that. me there see through mods. my Switch. There are, there are mods for that. You can do it. I know it's possible. But anyway, we also learned some more things from that Pokemon Presents. I know we've been talking about this forever, but there is a lot to go through. And hey, we didn't even mention the fact that there's crafting in Pokemon Legends Arceus, but now I have. But there's also been, <laughs> there's also <laughs> more updates coming to existing Pokemon games that are already out, including Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Cafe Remix, and Pokemon Masters. I think the one that us here in this group's talking about this right now cares about the most is Pokemon Unite. I believe all of us have played it or have been playing it. I'm... I've really enjoyed it, Joshua. Okay, not Reb. Reb has not been. They somehow it. made a Pokemon game I don't care about. I'm happy for all of you, though. Please enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. So, Joshua, could you give us a short rundown about uh, what we learned about Pokemon Unite? Well, really, what we learned is that they're adding two new Pokemon characters that we can play, which is going to be Mamoswine and Sylveon. Um, wow, pulls. What do you say? I was like, wild pulls, specifically Mamoswine. Wouldn't have never called that one. 
yeah, I mean, we are crushing one there coming. already. <laughs> yeah, but I, we could use another kind of big, chonky, tanky uh, Pokemon, so I'm, I'm all for it. Like and Blastoise? Is, yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, speaking of tanky boys. <laughs> yeah, well, Blastoise is kind of the sort of – it's almost become a meme because they initially teased the next three Pokemon, and it was uh, Blastoise – um, Gardevoir and then a mystery Pokemon but they released Gardevoir who was first on their list which is good and then they mm-hmm. released Blissey with no word on Blastoise so then it became wait a second where's Blastoise and then for this Pokemon Unite I we all thought we were going to get the word on when Blastoise was coming and they're like here's two other Pokemon still no word on Blastoise but the, the word on the street <laughs> from what I'm hearing people is that the theory is that they're saving Blastoise for the launch of the mobile version, uh, which yeah. is coming mm. in September. So that that's just a theory. It's not confirmed. But that makes sense. They'd want to, you know, lead with a fan favorite and maybe, you know, have that Pokemon debut to hype up the mobile release. You can wear a dapper little suit, right? Didn't someone data mine that or something? Oh, what? Oh, Blastoise? I don't know. Someone was posting photos on Twitter. Was that, that, was that not real? I dropped money for Blastoise in a suit. <laughs> I mean, Absol has like a a, a suit and sort of like a, a hat and a robe, and yeah, there's a, lots of weird costumes. I'm not sure how I feel about the the skins. I'm sorry, the the hollow wear. Um, in, this, in this game, that it's, out looks real clean. They're just putting Pokemon in people clothes, and that looks weird to me. I'd rather see them in like you know cool battle armor and stuff. Oh, yeah, not, not Cinderace dressed as a pirate. Although Scorbunny as with the little pirate bandana is pretty. It's cool. so adorable. Okay, yeah. So so, so it was leaked. They fa- they found leaked information about Blastoise during the beta, and there's a skin that has him in a green vest, complete with a pocket square and a boater hat. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, we don't want to leave too much into leaks and stuff like that because we don't know because yeah. it's not final, obviously. Apologies, um, but, but it's cute. That that sounds great. Pokemon <laughs> Unite uh, has taken over a lot of my friend group uh, because there's I've uh, had a lot of friends that played League of Legends and then uh, I got into League of Legends a little bit like two years ago for the first time. So I was slowly trying to get people that didn't play to play. But uh, that's a kind of a hard game to pitch to people that never play mobiles before. But uh, Pokemon has this cool thing where all they got to do is just drizzle some Pokemon magic onto any genre. And then all of a sudden, everyone wants to try it out. Because, uh, like, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, I didn't even know Mystery Dungeon was a genre of game before Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. But apparently it is. Um, Pokemon, what's it call it? You could do, like, Pokemon Cafe Mix for, like, Match 3 Puzzle games and stuff like that. And now Pokemon Unite with MOBAs. And it's honestly, if you don't play Pokemon Unite, it's very easy to get into. And it's super addictive, like much more so than I even ever would have expected it to be. But then when it comes to. hmm? I was just going to say, but also please read a beginner's guide before you go and 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 go with randoms and ranked. All right, continue. But uh, yeah, Pokemon Mobile is going to sweep. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how it compares to uh, League of Legends Wild Rift, since that's currently on mobile. And that's like the most popular mobile game. So I want to see how Pokemon Unite compares to that in terms of like popularity in app stores once that releases. Because Pokemon versus League, more people know about Pokemon over that. So that's <laughs> going to be a really cool thing. And also it's going to be cross-play with mobile mm-hmm. as well with the Switch version. So you don't have a Switch. I have a couple of friends that don't have a Switch yet. So they'll be able to play the mobile version with me. Also, if you go and pre-register for the mobile version of Pokemon Unite, if enough people go ahead and pre-register, everyone will get a cute new Pikachu costume, which is very, very adorable, traditional Japanese looking. So cute. I'm 
Yeah, it's very, very cute. But that is, I I would go into Pokemon Cafe and Pokemon Masters, but I think we've talked about Pokemon enough. And if you like those games, you probably already know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I so will everyone. say that, um, I will say really quick that, that that one specific section of the Pokemon Presents was a lot longer, like when they when they just scope out how many games that are on mobile specifically for Pokemon that are so successful. I'm just like, oh wow, I forgot. Like, yeah, you can just have a whole like only play Pokemon games on your phone and you'd be good. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot of there's just there's there are too many po- there aren't too many Pokemon games, but there are a lot of Pokemon games out right mm-hmm. now, <laughs> which is which is good. Which is good. We like Pokemon. Obviously, we just spent 50 minutes talking about Pokemon. But let's go and talk about some other Nintendo-related topics for the rest of the show. First of all, I did want to bring up the topic that I brought up at the very beginning of the show, which is that Nintendo has broken another record. Specifically, the top 30 most sold games during the first week of August were all Nintendo Switch games uh, in Japan. Um, But... This has never happened before, except for many, many years ago in 1988, when the top 30 best-selling games were from one console, which was the Famicom. This never happens, ever. Reb, I know you thought about why this never happens, and also why this is feat. Could you go into more detail about that? Yeah, it's it's both very cool, and also I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened sooner. Uh, so th- these are uh, Famitsu numbers, I believe. They release yes. them every month. Uh, they're... Or every month or every week, I'm not sure which, but pretty pretty regularly Japan game sales. And having covered these in some format for a while, you know, they Japan loves Nintendo. There are having the top ten be all Nintendo games super common. Happens all the dang time. Uh, Or Nintendo Switch specifically, uh, because they they break them down by platform. Xbox. I don't know that I've ever seen an Xbox game on there because. Xbox yeah. does not really sell in Japan. Uh, but PlayStation is usually some PlayStation games thrown in there here and there. And I would assume the reason why we've never seen uh, a 30, all 30 be a Nintendo Switch game in that long is probably because there's pretty much every week there's at least one or two or 10 uh, very, I don't know, just like very cool either Japan exclusive games or franchises that are very popular in Japan that are on there somewhere uh, and that are on PlayStation. And so that usually breaks it up somewhat. But I, I am I am kind of surprised that we've just never had a week in that long. Let's see, 1988, that was what, 30 years? 20? I can't do yeah. math. 30? In over, years? Th- in over 30 years, we haven't had a single week that there just have not been games that weren't like, not, yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's a strong it, console. Yeah. Yeah. Strong especially lineup. in recent strong years. Lineup. I also know August is pretty barren as far as game releases go. So yeah. usually uh, Sony has at least one game coming out every week that can compete and be a, a bestseller. And that week was just not one. But I am pretty. I'm actually pretty surprised by some of these games in the top 30. Could you guys guess what the top selling game was for that week for the Switch? I'm looking at the list right now, so I'm mm. cheating. So I'll let them guess. Cheater! <laughs> okay. I haven't. I, I opened the link, but I haven't looked yet. Oh, that's really tough. Is it Mario related? It is not. Mm, not is it Monster Hunter related? It is not. Okay, I don't know then. <laughs> it is Minecraft for the Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I, yeah. I guess I would assume like, peop- 
that people who want Minecraft would have already had Minecraft. Who would have thought? And up in second is Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. And related, Skyward Sword HD was actually the most sold, best-selling game in the USA for the whole month of July, which I also found interesting. I mean, this is a re-release of a game that, I mean, IGN rated it well. A lot of other game websites rated this game incredibly well when it first came out, but I didn't expect for so many people to want to dive back in because Skyward Sword was one one of the most popular systems. I mean, it was on the Wii. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I guess a lot of people have nostalgia or wanted to dive in and try this game again that they haven't played. I also... This is a huge guess and a very big speculation, but I think the fact that there's a lot of tie-in, or it seems like there's a lot of tie-in with Breath of the Wild 2, might have convinced more people to go back and revisit Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to go back and play it. I was like, well, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to have more tie-ins to this game. I want to I want to know and have this fresh in my memory before I go and play that game again. It's always interesting to me how um, when Nintendo re-releases or uh, remasters some of their older games, uh, the uproar from the fans where they're just like, "Uh, look at Nintendo again. There they go, remaking a game. Oh, this game was on the Wii. If you haven't played it yet, you don't want to play it. But then all of a sudden it's best-selling and it's just like, okay, okay, guys. (laughs) Clearly people still want to play these games. Even people who were complaining about it rebought it. Uh, me personally, I haven't gotten around to picking this HD version up yet, but I do still have my original version on my Wii on my shelf with the uh, 30th anniversary CD and everything on there still. So, uh, but it is a very great game. Like I need to go back and uh, play through this version. That 30th anniversary CD slaps. It I was, love it. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like we all know this by now. When a Zelda game comes out, whether it's a new one or an old one, it's an event in the world of gaming. And people, yeah, can't, almost can't help themselves but, you know, pick it up, even if they were hating on it, you know, in the comment section online. That said, I didn't pick it up because I'm like, there's no way you're going to trick me into having to deal with those controls <laughs> again. I don't care about the improvements. <laughs> you didn't like the motion controls? I, those were so good. Oh, uh, were they? What? No. <laughs> they, were, no. they were so good. Okay. In, on the original Wii version? You know, the motion plus that was that was Abs- immersion. Get out. Immersive That's a game take. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad, I'm glad it you liked you. it too. No, um, just me. Right. I will just I will just throw out there two two things about game sales. I'll put on my business hat. Uh, one, <laughs> internet comments are literally never like an indicator of how well a game's going to do because the vast majority of people who actually buy games are not deeply online like us who are cursed to be deeply online. <laughs> uh, most, most people just want, I mean, pandemic trends aside, most people just show up at a GameStop and grab whatever the new thing is that There's excites them. Um, okay. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like that's kind of it. But the other thing is I, I'm looking at the rest of the top 10. The only other brand new game that was in the top 10 for July was Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. And that came out in June. So the initial sales were had kind of already petered off in the last couple of days of June. But also, I know you like Monster Hunter, Casey, but we know that Zelda is going to sell better than Monster Hunter. I know. Like, I know you know. I just, I, sorry, I, I wasn't trying to be mean. Okay. I wasn't trying to be no, mean no. about it. Just, no, especially sorry. in July, because like Monster yeah. Hunter Stories 2 already came out, and it's not like a mainline Monster Hunter game. So, like, of course, it's not going to sell as no, good as. Fair. Okay. But, like, the other stuff I'm just, is, I'm just. <laughs> no, I know. Sorry. I'm just giving you crap about liking Monster Hunter, which is a very normal thing to like. <laughs> um, no, but, like, number two on here is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Okay, whatever. Number four is Mario Kart 8. Number five is Minecraft. 
Mario Golf Super Rush, MLB The Show, Spider-Man, Call of Duty again, Super Smash Brothers. Like, okay, there's your top 10. I, just, it, nothing else came out in July. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is true. This Sorry, is true. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, you're right. Like, July and August were pretty grand. I mean, we got Neo. Yeah. Though... <laughs> Now, I guess, sorry, one last business thing. The thing that is always interesting about Nintendo games doing very well in the top 10 is, I, if I remember correctly, NPD only tracks physical sales of Switch, not digital. And so, but right. they do track digital of everything else. So that means physical sales alone of Skyward Sword put it above everything else, digital and physical. So there's that. Huh. I wonder, man, that's just weird. We can never be accurate on anything. But anyway, that is all we really have to no say about, never. The, about Nintendo breaking another record that we were surprised it took them so long to do. But congrats, Nintendo. Little golf claps. Very, very nice. And also for Skyward Sword being July's best-selling game in the U.S. But we do have a, a little bit of more news we wanted to cover. And to start it off, Epic has announced the imposters mode for Fortnite, which is very similar to Among Us, so similar that the Among Us devs are not super happy with that. Some of the devs have put out to tweeting about like, oh, like you made this, I made this type memes about Fortnite's new imposters mode. Um, it is incredibly similar and to put insult to injury, we also learned that the Among Us devs had been asking for an official collaboration with Fortnite and uh, they did this instead. So feels bad, man. Yeah, it feels bad, man. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. I'm not really sure if... I don't think anything will come to that because Among no. Us specifically did not copyright the game mechanics for their game because they think that stifles uh, game development and they wanted people to come up with their own spins on the formula. And this is just a, a little a little too similar. Yeah, I think it's, it's a complicated thing, right? Because <laughs> on one hand, Among Us is not a new idea. It's not. Either, it's not. right? Like, Werewolf yeah. has existed for a gajillion years. When I was a kid, we played a very grim version of that called Murder in the Dark that involved pushing <laughs> each other over in a dark room. So that I want to play that. Yeah, somebody somebody fell and a TV fell on their head at one point. So we, uh, <laughs> okay. they were fine. They were fine, but we had to, we had to, the, our parents told us we had to stop. Uh, but, but yeah, like, yeah, there's that. There, there's a gajillion other versions of Among Us slash Werewolf out there that are video games. They're very popular in certain markets and have been for years. But at the same time, this absolutely never would have happened had Among Us not gotten as popular as it was. We mm -hmm. all know that. And it is, it's just really sad that they had been asking for that collaboration. And Among Us is not some giant multi-million dollar company it's this it, little indie studio that made this thing that took off unexpectedly and they're doing their best and a collaboration could have been so big for them and it's just man it's just a bummer especially seeing all the devs tweeting about how sad they are about it like man just just yeah. could have made it make a little among us guys suit they would have loved that everyone would have loved that i want to run around as the little bean guy yeah. mm-hmm Cheese. Like the only reason that it can, the only way that can like contextually get away with this to this degree is because of like the Fortnite lore or whatever makes sense to where this would, this type of situation for a gameplay would happen. But it's still like everyone's just like, so you're just not going to call nobody? Like you're just going yeah. to do this and just act like it's sweet. But um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate for sure. I haven't tried it. 
I feel like this is something since it's one one thing also is it's a limited time mode, so it's not going to be like in the game forever. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, another news, which is a little bit more positive. Someone will be joining Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which is coming to the Switch on October 5th. Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza, another popular Sega series. David, I know you are a fan of Super Monkey Ball. I cannot wait for this game. I am. This is like one of my most anticipated games of the fall. Uh, Monkey Ball 1 and 2 were uh, gems on the GameCube for me. That was like my childhood just raging on Monkey Ball. Uh, I think it was also maybe last week that they put... Uh, was it Jet or Beat? What's his name from Jet Set Radio? Yeah, they put a Jet Set Radio character in Super Monkey Ball. Uh, so now they're putting uh, Kazuma in it now. So if they just keep doing like a character reveal a week for a while, this is just going to become a Sega Ball All-Stars or something. Did so, they add Sonic yet? Yeah, Sonic and Tails. Uh, classic right. versions got put in there for their anniversary. So I'm just like, put in Knights, put in Amigo, put in Billy Hatcher. I would love yeah. Billy Hatcher. Mm -hmm. Put him in an egg. Oddly perfect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put them all in there. My only comment there. on this is that I love Yakuza, and the the combination of this news dropping right as the Pokemon Direct started meant that the memes on Twitter the other day were absolutely pristine. They were so <laughs> good. The mixture of the Kiryu in a monkey ball memes and then all of the memes that people were making from the Pokemon Direct and then people taking Kiryu and putting him in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, this is so absurd just to see this Yakuza <laughs> character running God. around in a hamster ball. Like I love it. I love it. This is fantastic. This is perfect. <laughs> Will this make you play monkey ball? No. <laughs> but, it's but you nice. thought about well, it. You I'm happy for everybody. I'm, this is delightful. Congratulations, everyone. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm so I like happy. that attitude. Instead of being like, this sucks, it's not no. for me. You're just like, no, you enjoy. I'm going to do something Please. else over here. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got I got to enjoy some great memes. So I'm, I'm happy for y'all. Yeah. Thank you. But that is it for all of the news this week that we would like to talk about. So let's go into another topic, which is games that we are playing this week. Joshua, why don't we start with you? What games have you been playing? Um, as people will be able to tell, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite, trying to climb the rank ladder, which is a, a, a whole world of pain, but it's really fun. You know, I know we talked about Pokemon Unite a little bit already, but it really is just a super accessible, fun MOBA. And the games are only 10 minutes long, you know, and they're, they're full of excitement, you know, and, and there's reasons to play the whole match because I know a lot of people just want to, you know, uh, quit and surrender as soon as they're not winning. But uh, you, have to, you have to stick around. You could win in the last two minutes with Zapdos. It could happen. So I really am enjoying Pokemon Unite. And also Genshin Impact just added a new region, the Inazuma region, which is uh, modeled after Japan. Um, yes. And uh, that is really really fun and uh only half the region is there like three of the six islands so far that they're going to be adding and uh a new character uh kamisato ayaka loving all of it and uh it's really cool and i, I like that this, that game has been around almost a year and they keep finding reasons to to pull me back in i i really genshin impact is one of those games that i really should just just play i know yeah, i would I love it. it yeah you uh, would, but it just it, it doesn't let you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lifestyle for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, Josh, who do you main and unite in Genshin? I'm curious. 
Um, in Unite, um, I main Lucario. I started with Gengar, but after the nerf, he's just not the same. Um, and, and then in Genshin, um, I mean, my, my, probably my, my favorite character, uh, that's the, like, most high level, like, maxed out is Hu Tao. Um, she just, like, deletes enemies, so, yeah, (laughs) love it. I love it. I love when saying that it just deletes them. (laughs) Descriptor. Rob, what have you been playing? Uh, actually, I, I know you've been playing it too, so I won't spoil it too much. But I did finish Boyfriend Dungeon this morning. Oh, you finished? No, it. let's 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 chat. I have not finished it, so I'm really interested. Yeah, to hear what you have to say. I think it is good. It is not. It has not blown me away. Like it's not going to be in my top ten of the year or anything. But I, it's good. I'm happy I played it. It's it's very short. Uh, I I liked that it is very easy and there's no consequence to either romancing or befriending as many of the characters as you want. I was a little worried that that would be the case, but I could I finished I finished all of the storylines except for one, uh, and there were some characters that I absolutely friend zoned, uh, which is totally fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's very pleasant. I I really liked Pocket Story, the cat especially. Uh, I liked Valeria as well. I did. I. It's everyone's like going nuts about the. Sorry, every everyone is. The content warning discourse has been a whole thing that I don't want to yes. get into here because it's it's. We're moving on. Uh, I I thought that in many ways it told like a very good. It had a very a very well written villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the ending for the villain was a little anticlimactic and I was disappointed at how quickly that turn came, but I did genuinely like it. The one thing that I was a bit confused about was the character Sunder because, so the villain, you find out very quickly, this is not a spoiler. You find out very quickly that Eric is a problem. Uh, yes. And it is the character people have been referring to in this content warning discussion. Uh, but very early on, when you're first meeting Sunder, the, the Talar, uh, multiple characters warn you about him. And they tell you that he's violent and, and scary and stay away from him. And so I looked at that and I thought, okay, I will. And then I did. And I did not follow his path at all. And then come to find out he's not actually the villain. He's a dude. You can romance. And I thought that was a little there's a little bit of a disconnect between that and then the story, oh, well, stay away from people, or, well, you know, the, the, the story it was trying to tell with Eric. I thought there was sort of a weird disconnect mm-hmm. between Sunder being okay, but Eric not being okay. Um, so, but, yeah. I did I did keep this, there are some, some spoilers here. I did keep, like, talking to Sunder after getting that morning, and it, it just, he's just a, uh, a uh, he is just not a faithful boyfriend. He just likes having his options open. And you can take that with what you will. That can be bad or that cannot be bad. I think that was mostly like what you were being warned about. Like he is just Someone not a faithful Someone specifically describes him as violent though. Yeah, I know. And I have not seen him as violent. I guess yet, he's literally a sword, but game, so is so half the population. So You should also probably, if a, if a guy's female best friend tells you that he is violent, you should probably trust her. Yeah. <laughs> and Ooh, also my... Yeah, I was like, it's, I can't I, wait to get in, so I can I be wanna, on this. If these were real consequences, I would not keep talking to him. But since there are no real consequences, I'm curious to see like how bad he actually is. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna. But also, so my take on the Eric situation. So this is the person the the content warnings all are about. Is that I know a lot of people's gripe with it is that you cannot choose to not talk to him. 
Because in real life, that's what you would do. If someone creeped you out and was weird and was not okay, you would just not respond. You would block, yeah. Yeah, you would block, make it very apparent. You never want to speak to them ever again. And in this game, you do not have the option to do that. However, the main character has never been on a date before, is seen to be extremely inexperienced and maybe not would not know the signs of someone like this person. It's not super in your face at first. It's kind of subtle at first, and you might not see it as the red flags that they are if you don't know how to identify those red flags. So she might not know any better, or they, or he, or whoever you're playing as, they might not know any better than to continue responding. So that's kind of like how I... I took that. Yeah, I I agree. It's part of the story that they're telling, right? Like you're this person who has very little experience. You've come to the small community that you are not a member of. You don't know anybody here. And if I remember right, it's at the very beginning of the game, but you're first set up with Eric through your cousin. Your cousin introduces you to him. Right. So there's like that inherent, oh, I don't want to piss everybody off, right? Mm -hmm. It's part of the story they're telling. And I I think they mostly tell it pretty well. Uh, I, I'm glad that I, I went through this story. I thought it made sense. I didn't think it was out of character. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 Isaac I, and Valeria are great. Yeah, I'm gonna. I so I really liked Isaac too. And then I learned that he thinks uh, video games are terrible and a waste of time. So we are no longer compatible, and I will not be seeing him <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but, but he supports but you wanting to play them. He does. Yeah, I guess so. But will he continue supporting me to want to play them if like a new game that I've been looking forward to comes out on our anniversary and I choose to play that game over go out on a date with him? No, he probably wouldn't. He would not understand. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. He needs to check this box. Okay, look, I have missed multiple anniversaries with my fiance. Our six year anniversary is coming up on Tuesday because of game events. Last year I was gone because of Pokemon. The year before I was gone because of Pokemon. The year before that, I was gone because of Pokemon. So, like, you know, and he he does support that, and he is okay with it. Hey, we're all for support. I'm really happy for you. That's so lovely. <laughs> but also events are, like, a whole big thing. It's your job. And it's it Pokemon. Is. Question, it is my job. Uh, question, yes. Rev. What, since you beat Boyfriend Dungeon, what would you say the, uh, the time estimate was on that? Oh, uh, I have answered this this morning, so I can tell you very accurately. I romanced every, well, romanced or befriended fully everyone except for Sunder, and I believe I finished it in about six and a half hours. Oh, uh, you okay. don't. You only have to max out your friendship slash romance with one character in order to uh, kick off the ending of the game. You can choose when you engage with it. So, and, and there's also an item you get at the very if you if you want to romance everybody. I my recommendation is don't. I mean, do, do like as much as you want at the beginning, but don't sit there and grind through the dungeon to get everybody to keep everybody on even romance levels. There's an item you get once you max your first person out that makes maxing everyone else out much faster. Mm-hmm. So just fo- focus on your bow and then <laughs> go back. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's really good to know, actually. So thank you. I, I do appreciate that. Is a very good tip, Reb. Um, David, what have you been playing? Uh, yeah, just also, uh, like Josh, I've been playing a crap ton of Pokemon Unite. Uh, my ranking currently is, I think, Expert Class Expert class 2. Getting out of great was Purgatory. I was there for too long. Um, but <laughs> I'm uh, free. No big deal. We need to join forces, man. We need to join. Um, Actually, you know what? I find I lose more when I team up with people because I think it pairs you against other people also teaming yeah. up and coordinating. So I actually have more success solo queuing that said i'm not opposed to playing together <laughs> oh, for sure um yeah it's it's been a very interesting time like because i have never cared this much about 
grinding ranked in the video game before this. And um, it seems very doable also because the game is such in early stages. Um, it doesn't seem like you have to be like, hold on, I'm going to dedicate my whole life to this game to rank high. Um, but you do have to like get those basic gameplay. Um, like you have to know what objectives are to go for what, what time of the game and stuff like that. Um, you don't have to worry too much about item builds. That's like been a whole discussion. Um, but you do have to have like optimal stuff like that going on. I think it's mainly comes down to um, point coordination, I think, rather than... Because I think one thing that happens that a lot of people do when they start playing Pokemon Unite is they're like, I'm just going to fight people. But then you got to remember the game is about getting the points rather than defeating opponents. So then it comes down to... Uh, that's when you get into the, the mix of chore management, where it's like, I'm going to fight you when I have to, but then otherwise I'm just going to be minding my business grinding for energy and grinding XP to raise my level. So we like late game when Zapdos shows up, we can choose to go for Zapdos or just go for those double points. There's a whole bunch of, there's like layers to it. It's really mm -hmm. fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, and yeah, I'm going to keep playing Pokemon Unite for a good minute. I'm really interested in seeing where they're going to go competitively with it long-term because this is going to get to Worlds. I know it is. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how that's going to go. Um, but there's a couple adjustments also in the game that I know uh, people have been talking about that they could make, like putting the score on the screen. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I it's, agree it's with that. for sure one of my favorite games at the moment right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, and also my main Pokemon is Charizard. And then second up is... Pikachu and Blissey is probably my favorite support right now, too. Blissey's really powerful. I, I'm really, I haven't Good. gotten to play as Blissey yet, but I'm very, very interested in doing that. And with that, it does look like we are just out of time. I did want to mention real quick, I know, David, you also said you were playing Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD, but we'll have you back on to talk about the new Super Monkey Ball coming out later this year. But yeah. Pokepals, thank you all so much for joining me today to talk about so much Pokemon and all of the other Nintendo news and the other games that we have been playing. Joshua, Reb, and David, thanks again. And remember, Nintendo Voice Chat is the only place you can get the thing. Get the thing. Oh, we get the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>